morning, guys. We're live, and it's another show. Rolling market mashup. Last night we had the debate. It was completely chaotic and just ridiculous. I think the whole entire world thought that. It seems like it was a big laughing stock when you see what people were saying on the internet and whatnot. The futures remained kind of just a little up the whole time until, like you said, Dad, the last question where they talked about you know, the voter fraud, that whole thing. As soon as the debate ended, the futures went from being up 100 points to down almost 200 points in the matter of a snap of the finger. And then this morning, you know, the market seems to be opening down, not a crazy amount. It's also earnings season. So that's what we got going on. And there's a lot of companies that had their earnings. There's a lot of companies that are moving this morning. First off, other than the obvious, I mean, did you guys have anything in the debate that you thought struck you as something you were looking to hear? I mean, the one thing that I thought might move the markets, and I guess people already knew it, is when Biden said that he thought corporate taxes should be raised to 28%, which that I think- was already known. I, I think the problem was at the end, the way Trump handled the whole voter mail-in ballot thing. For one, there's never been issues with mail-in ballots. And now he just laid out turmoil on another level coming to the market, in my opinion. I heard that and I'm like, oh, so no matter what, shit's going to hit the fan heading into election night. And because of this pandemic, we're not going to even hear about who the winner is on election day, clearly. And that just screams to me volatility on a whole nother level. So I, I think we're in for an absolute rude awakening the weeks heading into the election with the lack of clarity on the outcome and the unrest that will naturally ensue off of when a president lays out the fact that he will not peacefully be on board with that. You're going to see a ton of riots, clearly. So he had a chance to kind of doubt, you know, die that down a bit, but he did the opposite. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I still find it hard to believe that come election time, there's going to actually be an issue with turning over power if he does lose. But well, no, I think, Dan, the issue is the mail-in ballot, the amount of just, there's naturally just not going to be clarity in election night. That's what I gathered last night for the first time with how many mail-in ballots there are. It, it's just not even realistic for us to hear the actual winner on election night, which that just concerns me as an investor in the market. Like just hearing that alone makes me want to have money on the sidelines around that time. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be continued volatility leading up to it. I think people were pretty disappointed last night with the debate and just the it was way a joke. themselves. But to move to specific stocks, I also think, you know, a combination of the debate just throwing people off. We still have all these things that are happening now as a result of the coronavirus starting to spike again. Right after the market closed yesterday, Disney came out and said they were cutting 28,000 jobs. And their stocks obviously, I believe, down on that news. At least they were. Yeah, their stocks down about 230 on that news, which just shows where we're really at here. I mean, Disney, they've worked hard to reopen. And for them to feel the need to do that, shows that things are far from back to normal. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with other companies in that arena and to see if other companies do the same thing. I personally think Disney's probably a buy right now. 
Um, you take away their theme parks and you look at what they're doing with their streaming service, their entertainment, even without the theme parks, long-term Disney to me is such a buy at these levels. So maybe I'll pick some up today because I've been looking to add some. Mike, didn't, haven't you been starting to build a position in Disney? Yeah, I have the last couple of weeks. So might add a little more today. I'm long a good amount. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think this just sets Disney more up for their future, even embedded with the whole virtual experiences and just not having to rely on an in-person transaction for them in the field, which obviously it's turmoil short term for them. But I think this just expedites everything they've been working on behind closed doors with these, you know, I know big with Disney plus and whatever they have working on behind closed doors with augmented and virtual reality. These are all things that even when the pandemic is in the dust, we're going to see that being front and center as part of Disney's core competency anyway. Yeah, and for our viewers, you know, you got to keep in mind that pre-pandemic, not to say you should always look at those levels, but with a company like that, sometimes you should. They got as high as 165, and obviously things were a little bit different then, but a lot of that was off of Disney Plus, and Disney mm -hmm. Plus is going strong, and if anything, the pandemic has sped that up. So, and I yeah. will say, Dan, Disney Plus is the one I don't have out of all these things. I'm a big, I'm big on creating, I'm big on consuming. My whole attitude is to create, you have to consume to get thing ideas. And I'm, I have Apple TV, I have Hulu, I have Netflix, and I have Amazon uh, Prime. I do not have Disney Plus yet. Um, I don't know. My initial reaction with that is just that it's for kids. I could be way off on that, but that's my gut check when I just hear that. I'm like, oh, this must be for kids. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying for sure. And then- Moving on from that, not sure. Well, that's something to think about too, Dan. Is that even the case? Or And if no. it isn't the case, are, they should be marketing that a bit differently for viewers. Well, I don't think it is the case. They also own Hulu. They own ESPN. They have all these other avenues. So Hulu Plus is Disney. Yeah. So there you go. I, I am paying Disney indirectly then with my Hulu subscription. And I have exactly. to say, Hulu is very underrated. I mean, they have some great content. Yeah, and then moving on, there's two new IPOs to keep an eye on today. I've never even heard of either company, but Palantir, the ticker's PLTR, they're doing a direct listing. Actually, both companies are doing a direct listing, which is normally not how it goes. The last companies to do that are Spotify and Slack. And then the other, I mean, the first company, Palantir, is one of these software companies. Those IPOs all seem to be hot. I'm sure this one will too. And then Asana, again, never heard of them. The ticker's ASAN. They're a competitor of Slack. So that'll be an interesting IPO to follow. Slack's obviously really struggled ever since they've gone public. And even recently, during the pandemic last quarter, they reported a pretty weak number. I think people expected them to have way better profits in these types of conditions, and they didn't. So I think Slack might report either today or yesterday. Might be a good buying opportunity for Slack. It could be for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't see like that company is the amount of businesses that use them. I, I don't really see them being derailed as the market leader in that. The I one issue we always talk about with Slack, what is it that they do that's unique? Exactly. I think Microsoft's the pure play there with Microsoft teams, but Slack, it's definitely a stock that you could swing trade or day trade. And then, Mike, I know we're big NVIDIA guys. Well, Micron Technology, they had their earnings yesterday. They beat estimates by $0.09 cents a share. 
And they also beat forecasts. The problem is they lowered their expectations and the street never wants to hear that. So because of that, they're down almost two bucks on that news. And, you know, I, NVIDIA, they're probably going to be able to make that deal acquiring ARM happen. I don't, I don't actually think that doesn't happen. And if there's any reports that come out that hint that that is going to happen, that stock's going to fly. It's been flying. Uh, it's tough to want to pick up Micron other than just for some sort of value trade when NVIDIA is the clear gorilla in that space. Yeah, I've been out of NVIDIA since it was around its all-time highs, and I haven't gotten back in yet. I'm still waiting. I don't know. I'm just still not loving getting in here. And then Penn, they had their, I think they had their earnings yesterday. I mean, they came out and basically reaffirmed their numbers and reaffirmed their guidance. And, you know, they're up about a dollar sixty-eight right now on more volume than normal, not a crazy amount. Them and DraftKings are both doing what they normally do pre-market. I kind of, as someone who follows Penn closely, almost expected them to increase their guidance due to the pen app. I'm wondering if, I don't know, this kind of reminds me a little bit of when Adobe had their earnings and their market or their stock was up a little pre-market and then quickly flushed out. I'm not saying Penn's going to do that, but I'm just wondering if people were hoping Penn was going to raise their guidance due to the sports betting app. And if they're not, at this point, Penn's run kind of hot. They sold off hard yesterday. Oh, yeah, we got to bring up the fact that there were a couple of positive coronavirus tests yesterday. In the, the NFL. Yeah, with the NFL. I don't think they're going to cancel, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on because, you know, when you look at what's going on with sports, NHL's over, NBA's about to be over, and then you have the NFL heading into influenza season. So I guess the MLB is about to be over, so – yeah, so I'm wondering if those trades are starting to sort of not be as popular. I think you'll have an opportunity to get these stocks way lower. I'm, you know, I've been on the sidelines the last few weeks for both. I love DraftKings and Penn, but I'm waiting for all this stuff to come out. I'm not a big believer in owning these heading into the flu season, to be honest, with what's going on right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And then what's another interesting thing, we got to bring them up because we do almost every day, but uh, Nikola, which continues to have the issues. Obviously, they have the whole fraud thing going on. GM announced that they're possibly not going to go through with the deal. It's not like 100% off the table, but at the moment, that doesn't look like it's happening. And I read reports that so Nikola was going to have Nikola World, which was going to be like their battery day slash apple day where they show off all their products and they basically decided to almost cancel it they're claiming it's because of the coronavirus but let's be real i mean the crazy thing here and i don't know if there's something else out or if this is just more shorts being squeezed or covering but nikola is up right now on pretty good volume almost a million shares pre-market they're up over a buck and GM's up slightly, but, you know, continues to just be such an interesting story to follow because if they end up being a completely fraudulent company, this company is obviously going to be delisted, and right now it's still trading at 19 bucks a share. So just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and on, on uh, GM, if I was GM, I would say, okay, you know, we wanted 11% of this company. 
but the stock was 60 or 65% higher at the time of that original, you know, the original talks. So I think they got to get a much higher percentage now for them to want to continue with this company. So that might be what they're negotiating now. Because for them to take just the same 11%, the price of the stock is, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, Dad, can you think of any reason why Nikola would be up so much today? I mean, I shouldn't say so much. Only because GM is still talking to them. And, so, and it makes people think that they're still clearly somewhat yeah. of a legitimate company to even have that happening, right? Yeah, I think there were a lot of people that thought GM was just going to call off the whole thing at this point. So, yeah, still a possibility for them. And then to me, like the most positive news for the market and just for life in general was Regeneron's release yesterday where they came out and said that their COVID-19 treatment, not vaccine, but treatment is showing effective signs in early stage illness, which, you know, I think is really the more important thing when we think about kind of controlling COVID and making people feel comfortable about living their lives. It's not necessarily a race to the vaccine. It's a race to having drugs and treatment that are gonna make people feel confident that if they do get the coronavirus, they're gonna be able to take some drugs and feel way better. So I'm always looking at those as, bigger headlines than these corona or than the vaccines entering <coughs> phase three so regeneron is going to be an interesting stock to follow they're trading at 151 not really doing anything pre-market but only 127 shares have been traded which is crazy they announced that right at the close yesterday you guys have any thoughts on that no, I agree. I mean, every day there's another company with something that brings you closer to some type of end game, and that's all very bullish in the medium term. Um, you know, but again, until this thing is approved, it doesn't really make a lot of difference. It's good news, but it doesn't change anything now. So we'll have to see. And then uh, Sherman Williams boosted their sales, they had their earnings, and they increased their profit outlook. Looks like they're popping this morning. Yeah, they're up about $12.31, which comes out to 1.74%. But again, not really on any volume yet, which could change any minute. But I think that's no shocker. Obviously, people are improving their homes, people are moving, people are buying homes. There's no doubt Sherman Williams and Home Depot are going to be beneficiaries of what's going on with that. You guys have any thoughts on that? Absolutely right. I mean, uh, with uh, people going to houses, um, you know, that's just the natural that paint company would be doing well. I also think you got to look at, I mean, you don't have to, but like to me, I love companies that trade in like the high three figure numbers or like the high four digit numbers, like whether it's an Amazon, a booking or a Sherman Williams, because it makes it where, you know, people kind of, I don't want to say stay away, but it just seems like these stocks are always beasts. And I know the price per share has nothing to do with the actual value of the company, but it just seems like mm -hmm. these companies that get to that level, they keep the retail traders away and they just seem to truck higher. They seem to be good buys. I mean, Sherman Williams has just been a beast. I know you don't want to buy a stock because of the actual price per share, but 
something to keep in mind. And then Voozy, Dan, I know you've been big on them. You guys both own them. I don't yet. I've been looking for a time to get in. But sounds like they got approved for one of their glasses line yesterday, which this company makes glasses for surgery, which is, you know, kind of clearly something that's going to continue to pop off. And I think the big thing with Voozy is if this ends up becoming a stock that gets popular in the public eye, you know, maybe we see what happened with a plug, for example, where they were trading between three and four, and now they're like a 12 to 13 or even $15 stock. I, I can see it. Yeah. So definitely will be an interesting thing to follow. Starbucks got an upgrade this morning. Just due to everything they're doing with their digital business and their digital access. I think Donuts just keeps crushing behind closed doors. Everyone always brings up Starbucks and Duncan is like the poor man's version in that space and they just crush. <clears throat> did you bring up Shopify also as a getting an upgrade? Oh, did they get an upgrade? I'm so yeah. happy I love Wow, that stock does nothing but go up. Yeah, for our viewers who don't really know what Shopify is, they're kind of a behind the scenes play, but any company that you buy things online from that it's not Amazon and they have their own e-commerce website and it's advanced and it's almost as good as any of the other e-commerce websites you use. A lot of the time that's spot or Shopify that's powering that. And they have millions of companies across the world. They're all over the world. And big during this pandemic, the whole supporting small business thing clearly works to Shopify's advantage. They've been using that narrative on another level. So, yeah, Shopify, they've also turned down several acquisition offers at basically a name your price type situation where they've made it clear that they have no interest in selling. And they've had that chance several times. So, I think there's a lot of people that love this name. And I love this name. I uh, bought some when they hit their lows during the pandemic, but only a few shares. But I did load up pretty recently. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I didn't see that they got the upgrade this morning, but it would help Beyond Meat. So, yeah, right. Beyond Meat, you know, amazing, Mike. I mean, amazing. that's just, that's really, when you look at what they're doing, it, I've been telling you guys, this is plant based meat. <laughs> it's the future and it's the, their distribution game is through the roof. When you look at who they're working with now, not only Walmart, Target, Costco, the writing's on the wall here. The one thing I'll say with Beyond Meat is they keep figuring out ways to re-announce the same headlines. And at some point, I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. I was saying Beyond Meat seems to, could you guys hear me right now? Yeah. I'm saying Beyond Meat seems to figure out. I think that's you. Beyond Meat seems to keep coming up with ways to basically re-announce the same things, like the Walmart partnership was already announced at a prior point. I can't hear anything. I think that's your internet. Log that's off. Your internet, Mike. I'm removing Mike here for a minute. I, I think Beyond Meat's overdone. It was also interesting that after the move they had yesterday, Bank of America came out and said, okay, this is overdone now. And they started to slide, but then they went back up. Uh, Mike, I, why don't you log back off and on? Because I think it's your internet. So, yeah, I mean, Beyond Meat is a beast. I've only day traded the stock. And today, I mean, I'll probably be looking to actually fade them because I just think this is starting to be 
almost like the same news lines over and over again, unless I'm missing something here. Not to mention, they do still have a lot of competition. But yeah, that's been a great call by Mike. He's been all over Beyond Me, really, since they were like at 125. So, I mean, Dad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I just didn't think it could run this far. And obviously, it's got uh, a lot of wind behind its sails. It's funny, I punched in Beyond Meat on my um, TD Ameritrade, and Citron Research came up. And he's a uh, famous short seller. His name is Andrew Left. And in mentioning story stocks, he talks about Tesla and Beyond Meat. He also mentions a new story, Compass Pathways. I don't know if Mike has heard of that. I'm I'm getting off, guys. But Compass Pathways is one of these mushroom stocks, which I know Michael has always been hot on. And they got FDA approval for mental health purposes, and they just went public. And it's actually one that he likes, and he's usually a short seller. You got a ticker on that? CMPS. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Compass Pathways. Charlie, Math, Peter, Sally. Yeah, CM is in Mary. Interesting. Yeah, and this guy is usually a short seller. So the fact that he's actually liking this company is interesting. Are you, so this has nothing to do with Beyond Meat. You're just talking only, about Only that when I punched him Beyond Meat, it came up in because he has shorted Beyond Meat and um, Tesla in the past. So they had his name right there, and he mentioned this stuff. But I don't know what's going on with Beyond Meat. It seems overdone. But what? I've seen that a number of times. Are you going to give this CMPS stock a look? Or I'm not? going to put it on my watch list. I don't, I don't know if I'm jumping on it or anything. It's yeah. not a bad chart. It's pretty new. Yeah. I mean, you, you had brought up, just speaking of Tesla for a second, I feel like we got to touch on the electric vehicle space. So, I mean, it continues to obviously be a beast. And yesterday, NIO broke to all-time highs, and it seems like that's going to continue today. And they're the Chinese electric vehicle maker and it sounds like there are some reports that they could actually be the leader in the space with their batteries. And, you know, them and Workhorse have kind of been the two cheaper plays, if you will, if you're not feeling rich enough to try and mess around with Tesla. But these stocks have just been out of control lately. And I don't know if it's going to end anytime soon. I like to trade NIO, actually. And we, we, we traded some breakouts yesterday on it. It's... You know, it's just, it's crazy what's been going on in that space since the Well, You know, it gets the volume, which allows you the, you know, it, it allows you to day trade it comfortably. For sure. Much volume. Like if you look at LI, which is another one in the space, it just doesn't have the volume. So, it, you know, it, you can't day trade it as easily. Yeah, Neo already 3.7 million shares traded pre-market, which is like literally every single day with that stock. It's uh, almost yeah. more volume than Apple or any of the big cap stocks. Speaking of Apple, Tim Cook just got awarded over 330,000 shares of Apple just for his good leadership. So good for him. That's always good to see. Obviously, everyone's always talking about the stock, but you never really sit back and think about what a great company Apple is and how much they've just affected everyone's lives and how awesome it is that we're able to use all their products. So shout yeah. out to Tim Cook and 
everything he's doing to keep them going and figure out the different supply chains and how to deal with all the different countries in light of the conflicts going on with the political battles with China and the United States. He always seems to kind of figure it out. And, you know. Yeah, you know, you know, going back to the electric cars for a second, I can't help but thinking that we've come to the, the point, the threshold where gasoline cars are not going to exist in I don't know how many years. It's just not going to be there anymore. I mean, California is going to go without gas cars. I forget what year they put it on, but it's it's in their legislation to not allow gas cars at some point. I think it's 2030 or something. Yeah. But this is happening everywhere. Norway already has 50% of their cars are electric. I think it opens it up to hydrogen also. And that's why companies like Plug, which aren't involved in cars right now, but just that whole space, hydrogen, solar, electric, it's on fire. And um, if Biden wins, I think these stocks take another leg higher just because of possible credits and incentives for them on top of it. So, you know, it's a very interesting sector that's already moved ridiculous amounts, but maybe there's a lot more room than we think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good take. I also think there's a lot of great car companies that have been kind of left behind, like Ford, for example, because they're not considered electric vehicle makers, even but though- They're making electric cars and they will go what is goes what happens. Exactly. You know, they get there. Yeah, so maybe the trade there is one of the other car companies that isn't in the limelight. Quick touch on the futures. They've rallied a lot since we've started the show. They're almost flat. I mean, they're hardly down at all. I'm going to basically just say they are flat. They're, they're, it's a little red. The VIX is up a little bit. But, you know, as we're talking, things are rallying. I don't know if they just released something. Did they? Well, no, you know what I think? I'm sure they did release something, but maybe people were so shocked after the debate and they slept on it. And then they wake up and say, I don't know why I'm shocked. This is what Trump does all the time. There's nothing new here. This is Donald Trump. And Joe Biden, unfortunately for him, he got caught in it and was doing the same thing as Trump. I don't know how many times he called him a clown a moron, whatever, you know, I don't know. It, it, it seemed like he was calling Trump more names than Trump was calling him, which you would yeah. never think would happen. The whole thing was kind of so. ridiculous. Yeah, 100%. Both guys should not be president. And it's, uh, it's really sad that this is what it's come down to. And um, I don't know. I feel like something's going to give at some point, not – in the next couple of years, but this system that we use to elect presidents has got to change. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's an interesting take. And um, I had a couple more upgrades and downgrades, but we're about to wrap this up. I guess I'll give one more. Canada Goose, which is a stock that our good buddy Dan Vaz brought up at the beginning of our show. They got another upgrade to outperform from Cohen this morning. They're the apparel maker with clothing. And 
it's an interesting look heading into the colder seasons. So well, I have what's the symbol on Canada goose? G O O S. Should have guessed that, huh? <laughs> goose. And uh, do most people think they make vodka? Is that why the stock moves higher? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I think so. And that's not, a bad, not a bad chart. Yeah, we, we gave a lot of names this morning, and there's going to be a lot of things to watch. I love that we're back in earnings season because there's going to be all kinds of names to trade. And DraftKings and Penn are both popping pre-market. When do they not? Even in light of the NFL having some positive coronavirus tests yesterday. I, I don't understand these moves right now in these stocks, but whatever. Yeah, I think they're, uh, you know, you got to almost walk away from them when they get like this. It's just too difficult to put the fundamentals and the technicals together here. I will say Penn flushed out yesterday. And it wouldn't shock me if it happens again at Open. I, but they, they do look like they're getting quite the bid this morning. So I don't know. This could be another parabolic morning for Penn. Cool. Yeah. Okay.